2: the numbers told the story they always do it's one of those idiots who believe in analytics this is a numbers game
3: with Gil Alexander on v good Monday morning to you it is a numbers game at Visa. the sports betting network Visa.com, the v app game plus iHeartRadio YouTube TV and of course the DraftKings Network it's Gil Alexander it's Kelly Midland in the house congratulations Kelly congratulations to all who had the Chiefs yesterday well done sir
4: Uh, thanks. I mean, I think this was, uh, I mean, when we talk about betting the side, wasn't it like two, (laughs) it was two, it was two weeks of like, I'm, I'm. I feel like it was a win by the betting community and the smart bettors out there of two weeks of being like, hey, this, the side, I don't really... Did you really feel like you heard anybody no, you respected to, be like, this side, really? I'm no, hammering
3: no. it. No, it was two weeks of me saying, here's the case for this right. with the check marks. Here's the case of this with the, you know, how the line was. So one of, you know, somebody had
4: to be kind, you know, yeah. kind of lucky to get home. I got kind of lucky to get home with the chief side. There's nothing about that. I mean, the the people I'm feeling bad out there for today is anybody that betted an under on 46 and a half.
1: Late.
3: Yeah. And under late. No- that was the dead-on best bet of the game. If ever there was a number that mattered, there is case in point. Uh, let's do this guessing line style. We will uh, we'll go through it play by play, and then we'll get into it. So much to say about so much here, uh, including the decision to receive. And over time, I have much to say about this because I think – I think people shocker are missing the mark, right? Cuz we don't do nuance in it's, this business. It's fascinating to me.
4: Can I I'm just going to tease that. I don't mean you have not talked have about not. it at all. We I'm, have not. I'm interested to see what you what you have to say. I think the like you're talking about the reaction is interesting. There's a lot of I love the new rule. I love the new rule though.
3: Let's headline this game with this. Um the irony being that the San Francisco 49ers One, two postseason games that they had no business winning, and then they probably lost a Super Bowl that they had no business losing. We begin. San Francisco gets the ball first. First to ten at their own uh first and ten they matriculate to the Kansas City 29. McCaffrey hit by Leo Chenal. Fumbles recovered by Loftus. First blown opportunity for the Niners. Kansas City, though, can't do anything with it. Three and out. San Francisco follows with a punt. KC can't do anything with a punt. Uh, and they must punt rather right after that. Then Moody with a 55-yard field goal, which at that moment was a Super Bowl record to put the Niners up three to nothing, opening seconds of the second quarter. Kansas City then first and 10 at their own 38. Mahomes to Hardman for 52, where Tayshawn Gibson Sr. just kind of stopped. Yeah. He's like, where, where's the ball? And Blake Lively's fine ass says to Taylor Swift, <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> although she didn't use those words. <laughs> Next play. I'm sorry, what? What did I say? Next play, Pacheco hit by Diamador Lenore. Uh, Chiefs return the uh, favor. He fumbles, recovered by Javon Hargrave. And Kelsey runs into big red. He's like, keep me in the game. It wouldn't have happened. How did that get an, a not more juice? Oh, that was
4: weird. That was weird. Oh, jeez. I also don't know, like, the – the it was the, like, Andy Reid got blind – like, how much was it him getting blindsided, or, like, did Kelsey really give that much force going into his head coach?
3: It you know, either like, way, where Reid did the whole, like, whoa. Like. It, either way, it was like <laughs> – I didn't do that to Bill Parcells back in the day. Uh, San Francisco punts then, and that is when – were, so we're already here – You know, this is where Greenlaw gets hurt. Oh, Oh, man. Where non contact, making his way back onto the field with the Niners up three to nothing, just having recovered the fumble. Clear Achilles pop right there. Brutal. Just absolutely brutal on the biggest stage.
4: And what can you do? What, I mean, one of the worst injuries I can remember in, 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 a, in a game of that magnitude. Uh, Are you kidding me? Like, that is ridiculous. Mike Samichan on the end of the show today, I'm sure will be uh, the last uh, 30 minutes of the show, will be full Achilles talk. Full Achilles talk.
3: <laughs> I've never mentioned my, my popping of Achilles. Uh, Kansas City, uh, excuse me, so then... Uh, this is a San Francisco punts, by the way. That's when Greenlaw gets hurt uh, after the fumble recovery. Then Kansas City comes in. This is where Chase Young, who had already had a sack of Mahomes earlier, induces an intentional grounding on first down. That ends up being another three and out for the Chiefs. Chiefs can't do anything. And at this moment of the game, Early second quarter, Chase Young's probably your MVP for a fleeting moment of this ball game. San Francisco then matriculates. Eight plays, 67 yards. This is the one that ends. Jawan Jennings to McCaffrey. Trickeration where the ball was up in the air, it seemed like, for an eternity. Yeah. From 21 out, touchdown. And there is your two-score lead. The only one of the game. And I've been saying for two weeks, boy, it's going to be tough to come back from a two-score game. Man, the Niners had so many more opportunities to get up two scores. This was the only time they had it. 4:23 left in the second quarter. Uh, that's the first touchdown pass from a wideout since Anton randall Randallell did it for the Steelers against the Seahawks so many years ago. Big play, big, big uh, key thing of that play. Spencer Burford with the great block on on Nick Bolton that allowed McCaffrey to just sit there and get the ball. Butker would answer with a 28-yard field goal to make it 10-3. The Chiefs' first points were with 20 seconds left in the half. By the way, Field Yates mentioning that Juwan Jennings joining Nick Foles is the only players to ever throw and catch a touchdown in the same Super Bowl. 20 seconds left in the half. Remember, Kyle Shanahan using a timeout way too late in that sequence. Uh, and the half would end because then he just does the draw play to McCaffrey. So 10-3, Niners. Third quarter, Kansas City first play. Brutal beginning. Pacheco fumbles the pitch. A little fumble luck, though. They land on it. Loss of 12. Two plays later, Mahomes overthrows Kelsey. Picked by Jair Brown. And the Niners can't do anything with it. A three and out. Mitch Wisnowski punt, though, pinned at the two by Chris Conley. Kansas City, another three and out. Pacheco stuffed for no gain by Javon Kinlaw on third and one at their own 11. It's Kansas City's 16th straight drive without a touchdown at that point. 10.45 left in the third quarter, but it's still 10-3 because San Francisco goes three and out as Shanahan just gets away from the run. The first six plays of the second half with two golden opportunities, six passes. I know plays five and six, they kind of had to pass because they were behind the chains. But, man, oh, man, was that a, again, just a little bit of a a lapse there from Shanahan. Debo pulls his hammy. He would return. Uh, Greenlaw, we knew at this point, had ruptured his Achilles. Purdy's knee had buckled earlier on a horse collar. uh, CMC's knee had gotten wrenched on a tackle earlier. Now Debo's hammy. The Niners, with the exception of Greenlaw, uh, all would go on. Butker, 57-yard field goal. Then with 501 left in the third quarter, to cut the lead to 10 to six. Just an absolutely great hold by Tommy Townsend off a high Winchester snap. Then San Francisco now only up four, three and out. Kansas City would have a three and out, but this is arguably the biggest play of the game. They punt, it hits Daryl Luter in the back of the foot. Ray-Ray McLeod can't corral it once he sees that. Jalen Watson recovers, and then the first play from scrimmage: Mahomes to MVS from 16 out, touchdown. Chiefs' first lead of the game, 13 to 10, with 2:28 left in the third quarter. Official momentum swing moment. Did you think rant, uh, rants? Did you think Nance and Romo? I hope I. I hope you're going where I think you're going. Just didn't have the excitability you were looking for in these moments. I just uh, felt they were subdued. Well,
4: there was some of that. I there. I, well, y- yes, yes, and 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 we also didn't text about this at all because we've given the guy a lot of hard time. I felt like Roma was very roller coastery last night. Yeah, he like was, he
3: was better than like, sometimes. He had some great. Yeah.
4: I actually think some good moments, and then he had some terrible moments. But the, that punt you're just talking about. Like, it was clear as day to me. Clear. Like, oh, it hit it hit clear. one of the players. And they were seemingly so confused by
1: that yeah.
3: for, like, two minutes. To me, it was just a general malaise they kind of had. Like, I felt like if it was and Eagle, it would have been bigger yeah. all these all these moments. I agree. San Francisco Feliciano got hurt on the first play of the next drive. The Niners still wouldn't matriculate, though. Use check with two yards on second what? one. Two yards? At the KC 44. Last play of the third quarter. Big plus 270 for both of us there. Uh, but fourth at three at the Kansas City 15, 1247 to go. Shanahan decides to go for it. I was shocked that he did because it's not like him, but he did. Purdy to Kittle for four. First down, two plays later. Purdy to Jennings from 10 out. Touchdown, 16-13, but Moody's PAT blocked. Blocked. They gave it to Leo Chanel. I thought Mike Dana did it, but it's 16-13 with 11-22 left in the uh, the fourth quarter. Kansas City then matriculates, and this was the stage of the game where Kansas City just couldn't be stopped. First and goal to four. They they were stopped at the end. Pacheco stuffed, then an incomplete pass, then a sack. They have to settle for a Butker 24-yard field goal. That knots it up at 16 apiece. That was the drive that early. uh, Mahomes threw a ball right in the middle of the field to no one, and no intentional grounding was called. Nance and Romo didn't even mention anything. 16-16, 5-4. 36 left. Romo goes to commercial by saying, We got ourselves a finish in the Super Bowl. I know you like that. I think he was talking to Jim. I wasn't sure. San Francisco, they started their own 25. To Jennings for 23. Debo for 9. McCaffrey for 3. CMC for 5. It's second and five to Kittle for 0. That's a big play where you wonder, should they have run in retrospect second and five? Because if they get the first down here, the game is effectively going to be a moody field goal for the win. Two minute warning. Third and four, the Kansas City 35. Spags brings the house incomplete. Moody from 53, though. Good. Yeah. Making up a bit for that missed extra point. 1916 San Francisco, 153 to go. Kansas City has two timeouts left. They get it to first and 10 at the uh, at their own 36 with 46, excuse me, at the San Francisco 36 six with 40 seconds left. One timeout left. But Mahomes' three-yard run puts them behind the eight ball in terms of trying to get into the end zone after a throwaway to Kelsey for 22 down to the 11. Ten seconds left. Incomplete to Kelsey and with six seconds left. Butker's 29-yard field goal knots it up at 19 apiece. We're going to overtime after San Francisco kneels on it. Remember, that's after Romo said, ooh, that extra second to get it to 10 seconds is big because now they can get two plays in. But as soon as it went to six seconds, he's like, oh, you can't risk it. Kick the field goal. 19 all. We go to overtime. San Francisco calls tails. They win the toss. They receive... Trent McDuffie called for a defensive hold on third and long. Remember that because that got the Niners out of jail at the time, and I'm thinking that's going to be the key play of this whole game. They do matriculate to a moody 27-yard field goal, 22-19 San Francisco, 7-22, left in the first overtime period. Then Kansas City, fourth and inches, just shy of their own 35. They have no choice but to go down three. Pacheco, after after Pacheco was corralled on third and one by Hargrave Mahomes for six. Next play, though, Valdez Scantling, three thrown back by uh, I can't remember who it, who it was, the license plate on the Niner, but he was five yards forward. It turns into a four yard loss, second and fourteen. But on third and seven, Mahomes to Rice two plays later. On third and seven, gets them out of that predicament for 13. They get it to first and goal at the three and a half. Mahomes to Hardman. Touchdown. Ball game. 25-22 Chiefs. Seventh longest game in the history of the National Football League. And the third Super Bowl title for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in five years. Their fourth appearance, but their third title And besides, Brady now is seven. And I know Montana and Bradshaw both have four. But you got to think that only Brady stands above Mahomes at this point. We'll talk about every detail next Numbers Game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: numbers game on v the sports betting
3: network. If you haven't already, check out the new v It's all about all the props that cashed, all the props that didn't cash yesterday. Controversial props, if you will. Check out the new v today. By the way, controversial prop, we were just talking off air about longest kickoff return. Yeah. There was, was no kickoff return, and so bets got voided. All the unders thought they were going to win that, but in some shops it gets voided. That's rough. Yeah, that's a rough. One. That's rough.
4: I know that was one of Matt Brown's bets. There was some people tweeting back and forth on it today. So I, I, that, That's tough. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the – I thought that was part of the handicap for sure.
3: Yeah. So I lose my final exact uh, Chiefs to beat – excuse me, the Niners to beat the Chiefs. You will recall before the championship games I said to you, I go, well, I've got the Niners to beat the Ravens, i got the Niners to beat the Chiefs, and i got the Ravens to beat the Niners. So clearly the Chiefs will beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. Uh, did hit Patrick Mahomes rushing yards over 26 and a half. Did hit the Christian McCaffrey minus 160, most receiving and rushing yards. Those are easy. Uh, did hit the use check one, which is not listed here yeah. at plus 270 over half a yard. Did not obviously hit the exacta or the MVPs and didn't get the opening kickoff to be a touchback. But we knew that was dead or I knew that was dead as soon as Butker was the one kicking mm. it off. Right. That was the that was the calculus there. So three props cash um including the plus 270 so not bad there but the exactas all die um along with the the eagle futures earlier so thank god for tennis being up 14 and a half units on the season to uh to you know make it palatable and it really just sort of being a wash at this point you had uh let's see on all yours, you end up 6 and 5 on yours
4: yeah it was pretty good the Pacheco ones uh that hurt but uh yeah still a winning day so Hard to complain about that. obvious Obviously, the blue gate, blue gate red and Kalius check anytime touchdown. Those are huge. Those weren't huge bets. So, uh, the, but but Checo and Kittle were not great. Uh, that those didn't get home. Um, but yeah, getting the use check. But you know, big plus money. That was nice. Um, we got the Mahomes rushing rushing ones over, and then all the Chief stuff. It, it really it came down to came to it would have been a it was ended up a, a winning small winning Super Bowl for me. it would have been about break even if the Chiefs lost.
3: you know so, what I mean so let's talk about well let's start with the overtime decision Kay. let's let's get this out of the way so this is wait wait can I can I go to the play before that please
4: did you not think at all that Chiefs had enough time to try to run one more play
3: with six seconds left yeah well, this was what I was talking about in the in the yeah. uh, in the recap there. Romo, you know, because made, they made it from nine seconds to ten seconds. Romo was very clear about saying, "Oh, that's big because then I can get two plays yeah. in, uh, and then still kick a field goal if they need to." But as soon as it went from ten to six, he was like, "Oh, you gotta kick it!" <laughs> so he completely changed. Right, his right, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, they did probably for sure. I mean, that play ran four seconds, so yes. But do you, on and just on the off chance something I happens know. and you use it up, I don't. I, I can't make a huge deal about I that. I
4: think that. It's one. I just think it's one of the things that's going to fly under the radar. I was losing my mind a bit over it. Like it is for everybody that's going to sit on shows and everything around the country today and talk about how Patrick Mahomes is a golden god, and he absolutely is. I'm trusting him in that situation to make the right decision with those
3: six, six seconds. Left. A golden god. Um. Okay. So here's how I would characterize this game. If it were. <laughs> How can put this? If it were a game in the middle of a 10 a.m. window on Sunday and we were doing our standard guessing lines. Without the stakes, without all the bets, with our prop bets, without the legacies. Right. Let's say this is a Saints Bucks game in an early window. But the game script is exactly as yeah. it is. I don't think we do even a whole segment on it. I think halfway through the segment I go, Kelly, next because I don't because I was asked yesterday like, where does this rank will will have on the, was kind enough to have me on his podcast and he asked me, where does this game where does the Super Bowl rank amongst all Super Bowls?" And I said, well just by virtue of the fact that it went to overtime and it's only the second overtime game of all time. The Patriots Falcons famously being the first, also involving Kyle Shanahan. We'll get to legacies here momentarily it's It's immediately top half because of the competitive nature of it. But like is it an all timer top five? No like i'm I'm struggling. you think about iconic plays in Super Bowl history. We didn't have one yesterday. Like it was just kind of this game where, by the way, I don't think Shanahan made, like even one of his mount rushmore errors yesterday. I I agree. Right. I agree. Like I don't I y- yes, was it a body of work where maybe they should have run on the second and 5 when they went to kittle when they had a chance to just sort of ice the game away? Sure. Um should they have called the timeout earlier at the end of the first half? Sure. Getting now to this overtime thing. Let me just wedge this into the conversation. So this is going to be a major talking point throughout all sports media today and I don't know if you know this about sports media but They're kind of black and white. They don't do nuance very well, (laughs) right? right? They don't do gray areas. And and I want to just harken back to last week with the, or two weeks ago, rather, Championship Sunday with the Lions, where I just kind of emphasize, some things are subjective and some things are objective. So when Dan Campbell goes for it on fourth down, and then he goes for it on the subsequent fourth down rather than kicking field goals, I thought he should have kicked field goals, but that doesn't make me right. Those are subjective decisions. When he ran the ball, when he had all three timeouts with a minute left and had to waste that timeout, running there was the last thing you should have done. That is objectively wrong. Just like when he went for two against Dallas from the seven was objectively wrong. Just like Kyle Shanahan, the way that he played out the first half against the Packers was objectively wrong. Some things things are opinions. Some things are just wrong. This thing about receiving for overtime in the postseason is not objectively wrong. It is subjective. Now, here's the thing. There are reports this morning, um, I think first by the ringer. Well, but keep going. You want me to add those in there? Yes,
4: it was the ringer. It was the ringer. Okay. And
3: yeah. So there are reports that the Niners did not talk about the new overtime postseason rules, that they were not prepped for this, whereas the Chiefs had done so. Now, let me just give you an example.
4: Well, and, and it was the the player, some of the players confused on the rules. Shanahan knew exactly Shanahan what he knew was
3: exactly. In. Let me finish. Let me, let me go through my whole spiel. You're cutting me off here. This Because this is, you're right. These are all the nuances. These are all the nuanced parts of this. Because one thing can be true, but that doesn't mean the other stuff is wrong. Exactly what you're saying. So just to give you an idea, Steve Fezzik and I, When we went to, you know, he's like, hey, you want to come at Caesars? Uh, You know, this is a month and a half ago. Well, we're on treadmills. Steve Fezzik and I are talking about, hey, when the postseason comes, how do you think teams should optimally play the overtime? If we are talking about it in a gym in December, the Niners ought to have talked about that. Okay, but what you said, Kelly, is right. Shanahan knew exactly what he was doing. And the answer to the question is, For those who are saying, oh, you absolutely have to defer. By the way, when the rules changed, most of the articles say this gives teams an opportunity to defer because then you'll know what the other team does. The reason that Shanahan receives, though, is he believes, and I subscribe to this, that having the ball third potentially still trumps all of the other reasons. Not massively, but incrementally, so it is still the correct move. By the way, if your defense is tired too, you could throw that in the mix. Whatever, all the all the subjective, all the other subjective reasons. But it is not like college, where it is fair ups from the plus twenty five. Ron Flatter texts me, right? He thought he was so. He was like, oh. And then when he kicked, when the Niners end up kicking the field goal on uh, the first possession of overtime, he goes, and that's why you defer. I'm like, that's not why you defer, Ron. Um, it's not like college. He's like, it's just like college. It's not just like college. Neither answer is. correct. Here's what is objectively what you're supposed to do. If the Niners do score a touchdown, they absolutely kick the extra point. That's what you have to do. And then the Chiefs must respond with a six and then try to go for the two-point conversion. But that's part of the Niners' strategy of kicking an extra point if they score a touchdown, forcing you to go for the two, because you have to succeed twice, in other words. And if the other team doesn't do that, right? If they match you, you get the ball in the sudden death situation. So that is why Kyle Shanahan uh, Kyle Shanahan did what he did. It, there, there's going to be a bunch of people to to you know today are going to say all over the place how wrong that was. It's not wrong. It didn't work out for them, but it's not wrong. Yeah, agreed. I,
4: I think that there is. A, I love the new rule because I think that there is. The way that I first took it, I was I was surprised when he received a little bit. But um, the more I was thinking about it last night, kind of like you said, I, I don't know that there is. It, it's not a black and white thing. It's, it's not, not. I just don't think it's. I I do think like you 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 mentioned the defense. I do think that's fair in situations like this going forward if teams feel that way hey my defense is gassed i gotta get my offense out there i think you can kind of make an argument for either side here i don't the one that you don't everybody just going black and white this is like college football that's not it's not the case because it it does turn into sudden death again that's right so that obviously having that third possession is a bit of an advantage makes it completely different on the flip side no, I understand the argument of knowing what you have to get if you if you kick off and defer, right? Knowing that basically you might have an extra down available to you, right? That if you know you have to go for it on fourth, it opens up the playbook, opens up play calling of what you can do. I get both sides. I think it's very situational. I love the new rule because of that. I don't think it's yeah. black and white of whether you should whether you should be kick, uh, kicking it or taking the ball.
3: Yes, is it? Strange that the Niners hadn't talked about it. It is. That Shan- part's weird. But yes. Shanahan knew exactly yep. what he was doing. You can disagree with it, but it doesn't make you right, just like it doesn't make me right Think if Dan Campbell should have kicked field goals. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Some things are opinion and some things are objectively right or wrong. We'll come back. What about the legacies here? Specifically that of the Niners moving forward as well. Coming up, numbers game. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college baloncesto, that's basketball. VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Subscribe today and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's V S I N. Com slash That's the, the only good thing about like the NFL season extending further out is that we're that much closer to conference tournaments. It's like a stone's throw. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I get back, we'll be uh, right on top of it. We get tweets at beating the book. I can't possibly read all of these, but I'll read some. This is from uh, James Sott. Thank you for already mentioning how fine Blake Lively looked, like, looked yesterday. You are welcome. Uh, last name Nash. The highlight of the game was seeing that Blake Lively is still a dime. Wish he joined Taylor all year for Chiefs games. Motor City Mike. It's another one of those great moments in time we can look back and say, wow, I got my home's three postseason games in a row at plus money, and I crushed it. I doubled down at halftime. I also cashed Hardman. Longest air catch at 80 to 1. What a run. Good for you, Motor City Mike. Wow. Kevin Ryan. Gill, it's long past time the Purdy critics and naysayers moved the bleep on. That kid is a top five. NFL quarterback, and thank you to rest for not being the story this morning. Thank you to the rest for sure. Uh, I won't go top five, but I will go top ten, and certainly B- Brock Purdy was not the reason they lost that football game yesterday. Niners definitely have their quarterback. Cowboys underscore Cubs one. My first thought after seeing Greenlaw go down with the Achilles injury was Todd Wishnev's voice saying, "Hey, uh, Gillian, oh hey Dre, you're not going to be needing your helmet anymore. You mind giving me that?" Which of course is a reference to. Wishnev wanting his tennis balls back. Uh, Matthew Mayberry, they missed a false start on the McDuffie hold on third down play. Did anyone else see that? I thought I saw missed false starts multiple times in oh, that game. Th- I, okay,
4: that holdings, there There were multiple
3: missed holding calls, yes. I saw
4: it. Which, as long as you call consistently, I'm fine. Or
3: don't call consistently. Wh- which they did, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. my opinion,
4: right? They, yeah. they didn't call either one of those really much at all throughout the game. I thought there was false starts. I thought there were holdings that weren't called. I'm okay with it.
3: Chris, uh, Gil, to your point, Nance announces football like he's in the 18th tower at Augusta. He actually shows more excitement in golf. Sounds like he's just collecting a check and doesn't care about the game. Oh, I think he cares. I think he cares deeply. And Jim Nance is phenomenal. But I just felt like yesterday, for whatever reason, they just didn't capture the moment with excitement. And I think if, if they listened back, they might feel the same way. Uh, Dukes in the PNW, is there a case to be made, Gil, that Moody or Butker's the MVP, of, MVP if the game ended with a field goal versus a Mahomes touchdown? Record-breaking clutch. Um, and by the way, a couple tweets about Brock Purdy's rushing yards. Uh, Jeff Staples saying, the over was my worst beat of all time. And Ben McGovern saying, shout out to Purdy for the last second kneel down, which pushed his rushing total under 12 and a half. Um, the better life. Now that the Super Bowl is over, I'm excited for a numbers game wall-to-wall coverage on the MLS season starting next week. <laughs> uh, back to the MVP talk. If the Niners win, who is most likely the MVP? Juwan Jennings? 300 to 1? Well, when do they win? That's the big question, right? In, in overtime. Let's say they win it in an overtime with, the, with, let's say the defense makes the stop at the end and they win it 22 to 19. Who's the MVP. Mm. Jennings over McCaffrey probably. Pro oh, man is McCaffrey did. probably,
4: but I think you could make. I mean, if it ended there, I think you could make a case for McCaffrey Jennings, or so. You know, some people would make the case for Purdy too. If Moody doesn't
3: miss the extra point, you could make a case for him, but he did. So you can't. Uh, he probably.
4: I don't know if I would have ever considered him for yeah, the San Francisco because so it
3: would have been Jennings up to that point. Yeah. Right.
4: Like it was. I think there's a. I was asking you when because I think if that game ends in regulation, you could make an argument. It's, it's either Jennings for San Francisco or Butker for Kansas City, which just would have been wild.
3: Um. What about the legacy here? Like so, obviously Patrick Mahomes. We talked about three Super Bowl titles in five years. He's 28 years old. And yes, while Montana and Bradshaw each have won four, really, to me, only Tom Brady's seven can you make a case for better than this guy. And Brady's is a cerebral one, right? Seven. But a seven is seven. I mean, Mahomes isn't even halfway there in terms of titles. But he is 28 years old. And I think the lesson for me from the Chiefs standpoint is a lesson that perhaps... I should have learned, and maybe everybody else should have learned. Maybe you have learned it. Which is getting back to that game on Christmas when they got crushed by the Raiders, and Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass in the last three quarters of that football game. And again, if you had said to anybody watching that Chiefs team in that moment, don't worry, they're still going to win the Super Bowl, you'd have laughed. You'd have been like, come on, get out of here. So what is the lesson? The lesson is... Dude is Michael Jordan, and we have to remember that no matter where next year in an 18-week, 17-game arc, no matter how bad this team looks, because really the handicapping tenet is always no team is as good as they look one week or as bad as they look right. one week. Well, how about this for the Chiefs? No, the, the Chiefs are never as bad as they look, even if it's a stretch of games. They are always live to win it all. And I think... What does that do in terms of a bet? Like, should we bet the Chiefs right now at 7-1 to win it all and just have it in your betting account? Because you're never going to get a better number. And even if, even if they have a dip and you can get it incrementally better, still just take the 7-1. They're never done. And this was, and the reason that I put Mahomes over Bradshaw in Montana, Bradshaw in an era when he had Stallworth and Swan and Franco and they had the, the steel curtain defense in an era where they were just so dominant. He had players all around him. Same thing with Montana in the greatest system of all time with Jerry Rice and John Taylor and Roger Craig and all those guys under Bill Walsh. This dude just won a Super Bowl with nobody, skill-wise. I mean, Pacheco, good, right? But, like, he's got no wideouts. He had to play a completely different type of football this year where it was a defensively strong team. And Mahomes figured out a way. Now, by the way, he could have lost all the ones that he'd won. He also, you know, like that's possible, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, you could also make a case that he could have won more. Niners are still the short shot to win it next year at plus five fifty, followed by the Chiefs at plus six fifty. What we're showing right here at DraftKings: Ravens and Bills at nine to one and plus nine fifty are the only other two teams in single digits. The Lions begin the double digit parade with the Bengals at twelve to one. So I think that's the big lesson for the Chiefs: is no matter how bad they look at any point in the season, they're live. Period. As for the Niners, I know they're the short shot at plus 550, but this this at least will said to me yesterday, he's already relating it to the Buffalo Bills of the 90s. I can't go that far yet. They've only lost two Super Bowls, not four. Same thing with the Vikings of the 70s who lost four. But between these two Super Bowls against the Chiefs and Shanahan squandering as the offensive coordinator, the 28 to three lead with the Falcons against the Patriots. I will certainly go as far as to say something's got to be in his head at this point. Like oh, it's yeah. it's got to be there. There's no you're not human if it's not. Yeah, with yeah, without a doubt. Um and that's the thing like the Niners window is finite too, right? Like, it doesn't last forever. You have this stacked, unbelievable offense that what do we say about Super Bowls? You either win it with a Hall of Famer or with a rookie quarterback on a contract where you can build around him. That's what the Niners had. And Mahomes still beat him. Still beat him. Mahomes is amazing. He's
4: absolutely amazing. I'm going to go back to Kansas City real quick. I think it is the... We talked about it a lot. A lot of the teams out there... If you had a chance to win, you know, to to beat these guys, it was probably this year, and you didn't get it done. And the Chiefs win another Super Bowl. Um, the oh. one, the one thing that I will say going through this playoff stretch, especially Gil, is that we knew that d- the defense was really good. What Spags and company put on display through the playoffs was one of the one of the greater performances I've seen in a playoff run ever by a defense. And that was, so is Mahomes ever going to have a defense to this quality again? I don't I don't know. I don't know that he will, but it's also very hard to imagine that his offensive players, the skill set, uh, skill players that he's going to have are going to be this poor ever again. So it is watch out for everybody in the afc we say it every time with him but burrow's great
3: there's some great players there the burrow point needs to be made because burrow will be back yes he will and while you know we say this about the window on a team like the niners you could say the window thing about the ravens right Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson still young but not getting any younger josh allen and the bills um that window is is finite everybody's window's finite. It's just that some are more finite than others. And the Bengals seem to have the longest runway still with Burrow being a, a young tyke. Yep. So him coming back is obviously a big deal um, as a potential roadblock. And he's the one dude. He's that dude, right? As they say, he's the one dude that doesn't feel like he can't overcome. And so there's that. Um, but man, it's a, th- that's the biggest thing about this for the Niners. Like, you can't have this group together forever and that they couldn't put it over the top here, We're having so many opportunities, I mean that's the biggest besides the whole thing about, the irony is that they won two playoff games, they had no business winning and they lost the Super Bowl, they had no business losing it is that latter point where it's like they had so many opportunities in this game, it felt like to go up to scores or to ice it late, and they could never get it done. And the Chiefs deserve all kinds of credit. You bring up Spags; That's his fourth Super Bowl as a coordinator. Obviously, the Giants being the other one, with the Giants prior to him getting a head coaching job. For Super Bowl 58, Mike Somich will join us. Jason Weigart will join us. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network.
1: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on
3: DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Kelly, no surprise uh, that people are dis- in disagreement about uh, Shanahan receiving in overtime. And again, I'm just going to say it one last time. It ain't black and white people. You're not right. Doesn't make you right. I'm not saying I'm right. What I'm saying is there is room for both to be justified. Um, And the people who are adamantly saying that it was the wrong move for him to receive, I'm sorry, I just disagree with you. Um, and I'm curious how many of those people who say that didn't know, didn't think about it in the moment, but just figured, like, afterwards, based on result, were like, oh, I was wrong. Stephen Vegas says, uh, on the Ringer OT News, Peter King did a drive to work with Andy Reid. It started at 3 a.m. With Kyle, it started at 7 a.m. Reid, with extra four hours a day, checks every box, including players knowing OT rules. When that aired, people asked if Kyle was all in. Maybe he's not. Um, it's an interesting point.
4: Well, what time do they go to bed, though?
3: Kelly <laughs> this is why Kelly is here, everybody. That is as good a retort as anything I could have thought of, right there. <laughs> that's right.
4: I mean, great if one guy right. wakes up four hours earlier, but that's if right. he went to bed four hours earlier, <laughs>
3: that's right. Maybe Andy Reid was in bed by six thirty, but the oily boyd. Um, okay, um, it is. Listen, I'll say it again. Fez and I talked about it in December, casually. We're not—I don't know if you know this—we're not coaches in the NFL. Right? So, like, the fact that he didn't discuss it with his team, talking about Shanahan, absolutely a little like uh, you probably should. Yeah. You should probably dot your that I's and part cross your T's. odd to me. Now, I get it. He still had his strategy in his head, but, like, you know, let the team in on it. Um, it's funny. Um, well, let's see here. Fezzik actually texting in. He said, oh, uh, uh, right, will get back to that later. Well, I'm uh, curious if he was talking in about that.
4: Yeah, well, so I saw him go. He
3: was going off on the Twitter machine last night. Topic. Oh, he agree. yeah. he agrees. So he says, "Yeah, they should they should receive." Yeah, but it's and again, um, uh, this again, it gets into nuance. I don't think it's a massively better decision to receive it. I do think it is an incrementally better one. Um, and again, people are going to disagree uh, about uh, some of the novelty props. So we did the whole reba mcintyre deep dive on her national anthem history how she had been doing them super duper slow um if you had heard a numbers game special edition yesterday kelly and i did the show on the run-up to the game to the kickoff yesterday uh by then we had already said and i was talking on the show yesterday her rehearsals were over 90 seconds um does she end up cashing the over for people the over i think she went what 127 in the end what was the number that was earlier in the uh, week. Oh, it was, well, it was originally 126 and a half, yeah. right? Originally, it's an over.
4: Now, yeah. w- though it was, so I missed this, and I missed the halftime show, but I did, because I was running downstairs from the studio, went downstairs to the Vison offices over at, over at Circa. Yeah. We had, a, we had a great little conference room set up. Uh, myself, Stephanie Kramershack, uh, Mike Samich, Matt Brown, watching the game. So Samich was explaining it to me, but wasn't there a, a, a double... Uh, 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 a oh. double at the end or something brave. like that. She, like, yeah.
3: she braved it twice, I think.
4: And he was saying something, I guess, that, that it's supposed to stop on the first brave.
3: Yeah, so a little controversy. Yeah, so I don't know. If you bet I, on it. I didn't hear it. I was en route to home. Right, yeah, you were rushing home. But yeah, had, both but, of us missed it. Flatter had texted me the same thing. He's like, do we time it at the end of the first brave or the end of the second so brave? Mike
4: said they time it at the end of the first. And it was, so then it was tight, I think, if it was at the end of the first. And then Ursher at the half. Did you like the halftime show? I missed it. I was in the car. You were driving. That's right. Yeah. you. <laughs> we finished the show. Yeah. Gil Bolts. We were talking about this off air. Gil Bolts home. I go downstairs. And, of course, you watch the beginning of that game. And I'm like, why didn't I do what Gil did? I'm an idiot. I should have left. <laughs> and then, like, I'm uh, getting close to halftime. And I'm like, okay, this is it. I can I can leave right now, right before halftime. Halftime's going to be forever. I can get home. And like, luckily, that worked out perfectly too. Like, I walked in my place. I had missed the first drive of the third quarter. I'm like, somehow we uh, we both we both did it right. It was okay.
3: We didn't miss yeah, anything. Yeah, I even I even was able to rewind and watch. You know, because I only missed a couple drives, so it was it was it worked out well that way for me. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you that I didn't what, I didn't see a, a second of the halftime show though. And I know I feel like there was as much talk about that last night. Uh, I mean, what can I say about Usher? Like I said, uh, you know, before when he was first announced. I didn't realize, and I, I've known Usher since the f- first album, right, since the first time we ever became aware of him when he was like an L.A. babyface kid. And I, and I, you know, I never perceived him as a Super Bowl halftime worthy artist. I never thought he was that global, but apparently I'm wrong. Um, his show here is, by all accounts, spectacular. The roller skating part, which people got to see at halftime yesterday, is the signature part of it, where he's, like, dancing on roller skates. He's, he's like a Michael Jackson-worthy dancer to begin with, but he does it on skates, which is just, oh, which saw, is just ridiculous. So
4: I saw people tweeting about that. I, I guess I didn't assume that meant Usher was
3: on roller oh, yeah. skates. yeah, Usher puts on the skates, then he takes them off later. So anyway. What, like, what, would, what would happen to you if you hopped on roller skates right now? Bro, I wouldn't make
4: it to the Sigma Derby. <laughs> I'd be mean, like, like Scooby-Doo. Like, like, especially like, especially the if you made me out try out to dance like Usher.
3: <laughs> then I wouldn't even make it halfway to Sigma Derby. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, so we, we talked about all the stuff. I, I got on, the, uh, on Captain Jack's SuperStream on Saturday. I had the answer key. And then there's controversy on the answer key, too. So I said, by the way, I hope everybody cashed on Alicia Keys. I mentioned here during the show, during the week, I was like, look, I know the dude who runs Apple Music. He can pick up the phone and call Alicia Keys. She'll be right there. It was four to one at the time she was there. So that one cashed for everybody who was able to bet that. And I, I I didn't bet any of these because these are in a faraway place and there's super low limits on this. But the other the other stuff I said on Captain Jack's was not only will it be Alicia Keys, Little John and uh, Luda, but it was Luda there or not. there? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I heard someone recapping
4: and They didn't mention Ludacris at all. He might not
3: have been. Um, Oh, Sean says he was there. He was there. Okay, he was there. All that that intel was right. The last song I had is Yeah. That intel was correct. There would be no new songs performed. That intel was correct. And then the biggest thing of all of them, and I said this on his SuperStream, and I said it yesterday on a numbers game, special uh, Super Bowl run-up edition, I said the first song is going to be My Way. Well... They played the background vocals of My Way for about five seconds. And then he goes into Caught Up. So I think Caught Up was what was graded as the first song. So it wasn't like the intel was bad. It was just, it's one of these things where it's like, oh, God. I, I, again, didn't see it. So I didn't know that's what happened. By the way, when I say background, I mean super, super muted background, too. But you could hear it. But you could tell what it was. Oh, it was my way. Yeah. For those who okay. know, it was my way. It yeah. was my way.
4: Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see yeah. any of that. But it is, it's is—it's like another reason where I'm just... Like, like, the halftime shows have become that, right? It's such a jumble of, like, the, you know, quick hit of, like, 20 seconds of one song to boom, boom, boom. Like, they move it, they keep it moving, and you're betting on something that, that is so black and white, right off like, hey, this will be the very first song. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like in recent years, we've had kind of stuff like Cold,
3: that. Coldplay did like 45 seconds of right. one song, and then they went to something else. And
4: I, I just think it's – I'm not going to say, look, it's not something people shouldn't bet on, but it's just it's the – just keep in mind every time you go to make a bet on it each year that this stuff happens.
3: Well, the, also – I wasn't aware that the limits had crashed. Oh, by the way, there is Luna on set. Um, I wasn't
1: what aware that. So <laughs> as we're talking, so like, obviously ludicrous <laughs> in um,
3: There, I wasn't aware because back in the day when we were talking, when Bruno Mars was there, I was like, "Oh, he's going to have a pompadour hair. He's going to wear it as a pompadour." It was like yeah. plus big plus money because I had just seen him somewhere else. He had it. He's not ruin He's not wearing a hat and ruining that hairdo. Um, At that time, even then, you could still bet like 200, 250 a pop on those things. So even then, while the limits were low, it was still worth it. What are they down to now? People are telling me it's like 10 bucks. No way. I don't know if they were joking with me, but they're telling me it's like so low. It's ridiculous to even talk about.
4: Oh, that. my God. It, right, yeah, I know. mean, it, it, if that's what we're talking. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth ever talking about again, if it's just that. But it's if you're any sports book out there, I don't even know what the number is. I, I'm going to go with the Kelly number here. Are this we booking the, or not? This is the Kelly barometer. At least $100.
3: Yes. If you can't bet $100 on something, don't post it. $100 should be the minimum for everything. Did you think it was, did you think it was a good commercial night? Did you love no, a commercial? No.
4: Okay, okay. So I didn't. We were we were all together for that first half downstairs. So I, I'll be honest. I didn't catch a lot of them. I did catch the. I caught most. I was probably talking. Those guys probably hate me. You know me. I talk a lot. <laughs> no, uh, I, no. I, I caught most of the Dunkin' Donuts one, which That's, you're telling me was the one that was the most popular tonight.
3: To, to me, that was the best ad by far.
4: Okay, because there, there, like, I felt like I watched the entire second half, and nothing was I, uh, th- did I think was a great like a great Super Bowl commercial.
3: I don't think they played the Duncan one again in the second act. No, was it the first act? The Duncan one was great because <laughs> Both J-Lo and Ben Affleck played their roles great, but Matt Damon stole the show with, like, his sarcastic remarks. Those, it was,
4: it's always his best role. It's when he, fantastic. Like, when he, like, makes fun of himself or, like, is, it plays a wacky character.
3: It's so great.
4: That's what I think Matt Damon's at his
3: best. Yeah, that was the best commercial. I thought the uh, the former MLK speechwriter who did the anti-hate one, I thought that was powerful. But, yeah, to me, to me it was Dunkin' Donuts above all. I'm going to have to watch it during the break. Right? Yeah. Um, but not a you know like the game itself. Not a great commercial night. And in some ways, that game. And I get it. It was super competitive at the end. I know it was wonderful. But like the first two and a half quarters, as you said, was so bad. That the game, end was amazing. The beginning sucked. Yeah, exactly. So the commercial sort of followed suit. I think in general. Uh, we'll come back. Jason Weingarten will join us. Lemitard is next. DK Network coming back at Visa, the sports betting network.